TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. One of his biggest songs right now is called Leg Room. It's my pleasure to have the one and only Adon Diaz. Thank you. It's great, great to be on here, Nast. It really is. That does, really sound, cool. that does sound cool, huh? Nast. Hell yeah. yeah <laughs> so from my understanding, you, you started making music during the pandemic, doing covers, and uh, it eventually just it just caught on. Yeah, it really just started with me doing covers. I mean, generally, I always wanted to do music, and music always like naturally found its way with me. Right. But at first, it really wasn't like kind of like this cover thing. It was more like this like pretty boy front to like become like I guess an influencer, you know. Get the but, girls. Yeah, <laughs> I, but music really was always like the the dream that was like the unattainable, you know. Right. But thankfully, with like my covers and all that i had a team reach out to me um they said they like my covers and that's where the music career kind of started damn so it's kind of like the the justin bieber route kind of huh yeah i yeah i never thought about that but yeah you're, you're basically justin bieber at this point there we go <laughs> adon and jb basically you know what i mean so where where were you posting your covers? Was it, was it on TikTok or was it YouTube? No, I, I really wasn't on TikTok at all. Mm. So like after I started um, releasing music, I generally posted it on like Instagram. I found like something with like the algorithm and basically all my covers would go like on the explore page and... Oh shit. Yeah, I just did what I loved, you know. Damn. So how did, what did you learn about the algorithm? Do you have any tips for other people trying to get yeah, on I think it changed because it's mm. screwing me over now but um Fuck. i would literally just use like these like simple hashtags and i would like get to the top of it and i guess people would consistently check those hashtags and i guess that was the audience damn that's cool we were probably like were the hashtags related to like the the song at least because when i um when i try to talk to like my friends and other artists about mm-hmm. how to do hashtags now I think I could be like 
just being crazy saying this, but I, I feel like like social media, YouTube, TikTok, all that, they're they're actually like tracking like what's on the um on the video. So like for example, on TikTok, if you post some funny meme and it doesn't blow up right away, if you look like on another page on TikTok, there's probably the exact same meme that has already gained all that attention. So I think the algorithm like bogs that down a little bit. But I've also yeah. I've also found out like if there's a meme that I think like catch on to the TikTok algorithm, what I'll do is I'll, I'll look to see if there's other memes that are similar. And if there are, I'll check what hashtags they're using. And usually the hashtags don't make sense with the video. So what I've done is like make my hashtags like completely connected to what's on the video, whether it's for YouTube or TikTok. Like if it's a if it's like a simple one is like if it's like a Drake or someone, you're hashtagging Drake versus like if you uh, if it's I don't know some upcoming artist and you ta- hashtag Drake, I don't think you'll get the same results. I think it's the hashtags actually have to connect with the video. I don't know if I'm off on that though or not. You're not at all. I mean, I was 15. Um, I literally would just hashtag the most random shit you could think of. So mm-hmm. it worked. I'm not complaining. You know. Yeah. That's dope, though. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad things worked out that way. How many? Uh, how many hashtags would you? I'm not hashtags. How many cover cover um, songs do you think you did before? Ooh, you saw some honestly, success? not as many as you would think. Wow. Um, I want to say maybe ten. Oh maybe wow. 10. Yeah. And then, how how did you know when it was like ready to be put out? Were you ever like very critical of what no, videos to I post? No, I was critical. Never. Um, I mean, I'm very critical now about everything, but when I first started, it wasn't critical. It was more like a hobby. It's more like, you know what? Let's get this raw video out and let's deliver the raw video out and just like, whatever, let's see how they like it. And I think that plays an important part with my music now too. Right. It's like, there's like a level of rawness and I've always kind of like kept it Mm because I'm always like, let's do it on the spot and let's post it. Right. Was it was it purposeful to stick to Instagram to post the cover videos or? I think it was just me not knowing better and me not knowing about the amount of impact TikTok holds on like the industry and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess Instagram was kind of like the go-to page. Yeah, it's wild though. Um, like every platform has like some TikTok effect now. Like even I don't know if you have like the Netflix app, but Netflix yeah. has like a fucking TikTok section now. It's wild. I've seen Snapchat too. They have like, they don't have like a TikTok section, but like everyone's kind of use the same TikTok idea about like the scrolling and like the 15 second shorts. Yeah. Well, there's, there's also that like new, like explore. I don't know if it's called the explore page for, for Snapchat, but yeah, if you have to like, you have to like submit a video and then Snapchat, spotlight. yeah, spotlight and then Snapchat will choose whether or not they want to post. That's crazy. It. I honestly can't keep up with it as much as I want to. Yeah. I think TikTok, Instagram, let's stick with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. So what what cover song was the one that gained you the most success? Oh, man. I want to say, I'm not sure which one came first, but I did a Rex Orange County one mm. of um, Corduroy Dreams. And I did a cover of a smaller artist that I enjoyed um, who went by the name of Victor Internet. It was a Tinder song. Yeah. Uh, Shout out Victor if he's watching this. We're good friends now, and it's just crazy how things kind of work out. 
dude, it was really dope. Like I checked out your um, TikTok and Instagram and you actually do have some pretty dope taste in music. Like I see you post videos of like artists you should be on the lookout for and shit. I'm like, holy shit, you got some good music taste here. Yeah, I try to religiously listen to music. I mean, I'll wake up, literally the first thing that goes into my ears is music. Yeah. Go to bed, last thing, it's just straight up music. I mean, I'm in school still, so it's like I have a lot of free time mm-hmm. and most of it's on my phone, so. That's wild. Like, what, what, grade, uh, what grade are you in? I'm a senior right now. Damn. Yeah. So, but over the past two years, it was probably just like Zoom, wasn't it, for school? Yeah, I, I want to say almost three now. I, that's just, yeah, it's just been crazy. It's been mostly Zoom. We recently went in person, mm-hmm. and that's been okay. The fir- we first started doing A and B days where half of school would go, and then the other half of school would go. Right. And now we're just fully in person. I mean, they act like it's normal, but is it really, you know? Yeah. When you, like my some of my friends are in college, and like everyone just got back from winter break, and everyone's just like flying all across the world. And like yeah. I have friends who's like my entire school has been tested positive for COVID and we're try- they're trying to figure out what to do. It's kind of wild. Yeah, I actually got I didn't get COVID when it first started, but I got COVID with this new variant. Um, it was during I want to say the week of Christmas, and I like had to completely miss Christmas. I was completely out. I was knocked out for like two days in my bed, couldn't get up. Wow. But after those two days, I was good. It's like just like a regular cold. Yeah, dude, I got. That's crazy. I got COVID during Christmas also, but I had like zero symptoms like the entire time. It was wild. Did you get it from like a, a show or something or just? I want to say I just got it from school. I mean, that's mm-hmm. literally probably the only, because I haven't been to many shows recently. Right. Um, so ever since like the the new variant, I guess, and the outbreak again. Yeah. So not too many shows now. Okay. I, I feel that. So when you return to school after your uh, success with your songs, do you, did your friends and other students treat you any different? Um, that's, no, <laughs> no. Whoa. I mean, yeah, it's pretty straight up. Um, most of my friends who knew I did music, they already knew. And I guess the word hadn't really gone out too much until the release of the EP. Mm-hmm. That's when I started like giving stickers to the school for like free because I had extra stickers from like a show. Right. And I guess the word did get out that I'm in music and stuff, but nothing really changed. It's more like just like general subtle support like here and there. Wow. Do you think it's maybe because uh, Chicago's so like just rich with artists and like everyone's like, oh, I went to sc- school with Juice World or whatever. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think we had, who was it? I think Cole Bennett casually visited our school. I guess he's like friends with some of the gym teachers there. <laughs> Like, okay, he gave, like, some lyrical lemonade tickets, I guess. Damn. Yeah. So, how, what is, what is lyrical lemonade to Chicago? Is it, like, is it similar to, like, a breakfast club type thing where you want that cosign, or how does um, it work for Chicago artists? I feel like it's, I feel like it's more of a rapper cosign and the credibility that, that they have. Mm. It's, like, mostly rap videos, and it's like, hey, if we post your video, you're, you're blowing up, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it all, I think a lot of people have seen that. And Juice World is probably like the biggest example that has been given, I guess. Yeah. Career literally took off after Cole. They've like stuck together since like day one. Mm-hmm. So that's like really like inspiring, I guess, to see. Just like a regular, regular ass dude from the suburbs, you know? Yeah. Who 
creates this all by himself. Yeah. It, there, there's a lot of crazy uh, artist stories in Chicago. Like, what is what is that fucking... Um, what is that, like, neighborhood where, like, Little Dirk and all those guys came out of? Ooh. Um, give me another artist. Oh, fuck. It was, like, Little Dirk, King Von, Chief 63rd. Okay. That's wild. There's just, like, birthed so many artists. But it also could be a thing where it was probably, like, I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing it's similar to, like, a situation where, like, one of the artists gained success and brought that back to that neighborhood, possibly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've seen a lot of Chicago artists. They just, I, I guess it feels kind of homey. I mean, mm-hmm. ever since I started making music and I've been like in Chicago in a couple studios with other mutual, Chicago mutual artists, it just feels like so homey and welcome, welcoming, yeah. you know? That's dope. Versus, like I've been to LA a couple times. I mean, it's like very mainstream and scary, you know? Yeah. For like, for like smaller artists, kind of like us and just being back feels homey so i can see how a big artist would like do all this do all those tours and still want to like come back and bring and like for like closure kind of yeah is that yeah. what are, what are your goals like do you want to be someone who is known as like a chicago artist or do you have goals to eventually move to like an la full time or new york or i think like that? i do i do want to move to la just for not not forever mm-hmm. but just for like temporary just that things are so much more convenient, especially yeah. with the team. And I don't know if I want to be known. I do want to be known as a Chicago artist. I, I want that to be known, you know? Right. Like, because there's like a little, I guess, I don't want to say click, but like just the people from Chicago. It's just very nice to see there's so many artists coming in and out every day. Yeah, for sure. But I think my home will always be here as well. What? What was it like? You did you record like was it Legroom you recorded out of L.A. Because there's like some of your songs you recorded out of there, right? Yeah, um, I recorded my first song, Rib Jeans, out Rib there. Jeans. Um, that was after. That was after the covers. They invited me over to L.A. in, in the summer. Um, a team called God Mode, mm-hmm. and they've been helping me a lot. And I sat in the studio with Nick Sylvester, and we just kind of wrote Rib Jeans in a day and finished it the next the next morning i want to say wow and it was my first time ever writing like actual music because like prior to that it was always covers and i guess there was like a sense of comfortability it just felt right traveling to la getting in the studio collaborating like it all just like came out and it came out the perfect way it was like raw and it just made sense to release it that's awesome what was what was that like when they first did they email you or like how did they reach out to you at first? Yeah, they emailed me while I was in Mexico. Actually, I, I'm from like a small pueblo in Mexico, like a small like sis. I don't want to say city. I want to say like maybe a hundred houses. Oh maybe whoa! Houses. Yeah. So I have family out there, and sometimes we go. We're kind of like vacation, I guess. It's more of like I don't want to say vacation. It's more like a break. It's mm-hmm. a break. That's what it is. It's just very peaceful. There's not too much city life there. And there was no, there's no service. There's not even a cell tower over, over there. You have to drive like 20 minutes out for a cell tower. Damn. So the time I did drive 15 minutes out for the cell tower, I saw the email and I did see they contacted me and rescheduled an interview while I was in Mexico. Wow. So that was really fun. 
And then they're like, okay, when you get back, let's chop it up. Let's get you out here. And we did that. Damn. That is, that, that must've been such a cool surprise. Yeah, it was, it's, it was unreal. It was just so unreal that it felt so natural, you know, mm. nothing felt forced. Had, had you heard of God mode before? Like, how did you make sure it was like a, a real thing? Like, did you do any like vetting for I it? Didn't, I didn't know the name God mode. Um, but I had, I checked the roster and it was like artists that I've listened to. I'm like, Oh, okay. Christian leave. That's cool. I really like Christian leave. And I, I honestly just trusted them. <laughs> wow. The website, they had an email. I'm in, you know, I usually don't think about things too much. I just, let's do it. Just living life. Yeah. So how was that drive back to your uh, your place in Mexico? Like, did you Mexico? Yeah, was it was your were you like freaking out when you're telling like, your family? Yeah, it was like a lot of adrenaline. I love adrenaline. I was like telling all the family, I'm like, I have an interview. I have I have to go to L.A. soon. <laughs> and I guess they couldn't believe it either. And they were just helping me out how to navigate everything. Like driving those 15 minutes to stay in contact with them because I was out there for a month. I want to say. Wow. And so is your is your family pretty supportive of you doing music or? Oh yeah, for sure. They've always been supportive, whether that be me doing choir, whether that be me playing violin. They put me in violin lessons for about six years, I want to say. Wow. Um, and I just really got bored of it, if I'm being honest. I'm not a music theory type of guy. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like, if it sounds right, let's put it, you know? Right. I didn't like really, I hate to say it, but I hate properly learning. When I have to, <laughs> I will. But I hate properly learning so much. Um, but yeah, always supportive. So, but you play the guitar, right? Oh yeah, I do play the guitar. I'm self-taught on the guitar. Damn. Never, always refuse to take lessons because my patience is like this much. Yeah, yeah. People. So I just kind of self-taught myself. Does it have something to do with like, so you like stringed instruments or is it something, is there a big difference between like the violin and the, guitar besides the fucking whatever that thing is what is that thing called the oh, the, the bow. bow like is it yeah is it just because like you're kind of like i'm not gonna say you were forced into it but like it was no no i wasn't forced into it at all i was just curious and bored and didn't know what to do with my life mm-hmm. um i just always liked music so it was like one of those things where it's like let's try it if you don't like it you can leave whenever you want right and i can get a lot longer than expected got it but, strings i think i was offered to do band and i just wasn't ever interested so i never really kind of i never really steered my interest towards anything other than strings i guess it's just not on purpose but mm-hmm. naturally and has this like changed your like your your career path like did you have any like colleges or like jobs lined up before like thinking about getting um, into a music career i'm transitioning right now actually into, into like that college Ooh until that college um kind of steps i'm like it's confusing it's a confusing route right now because it's like i'm doing this music i want this time for music and here's college i feel like morally i should go to college even though i don't know what i want to do right or should i take that gap year and see where music goes you know Mm -hmm. it's just like a really confusing time and i'm just figuring it out right now but uh, the end goal is always to release things, create things, have the people love it, you know? Yeah. So what was it like be like 
what did you think of like the Chicago music scene before you were in the music scene? And like, how do you think about it now? Nothing. Didn't know it existed. Wow. At all. It was like, I always thought, okay, there's a couple big Chicago rappers from here, I guess. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then as I started like going to studios, people, you got producers mentioning people, introducing me to people. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. There's so many people. That's why I feel like a lot of them go unnoticed, I guess. And that's why I want the Chicago scene to grow even bigger than it already is. Right. And I just want other people to kind of like feel the same feeling I felt yeah. when I was starting and introduced to all these people. That's It's wild to think that you're about to be like a new era of music. Like you're in your own little like, think you could think of it as like a double XL type roster thing, you know, like you're in your own group yeah. of artists coming up with you. That's wild to feel. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Um, I want to say I did like a upcoming artist thing with a with a magazine called These Days. Mm-hmm. And that was just like one of those turning moments where it's like, oh, all these cool Chicago artists. Because it's like I'm getting introduced to other smaller artists about the same as me. And it's just like full circle moment, you know? Yeah. I was... um. I forget. I was looking at some like Chicago artist. I mean, article about like all these like up and coming artists from Chicago, and like your name was on the list, and so were these like other like this other group of artists. And when I was like on your um, Instagram, I was like, "Holy shit! These artists that are on this article are the same people like you're interacting with like on the on your Instagram, being like, oh, wish you were here at my show. I'm about to perform with Victor Internet and all that shit.' I was like, that must be so exciting to be part of that group." yeah i think it's all friends it's all family you know mm-hmm. um i think it's best to create things with friends yeah and i think that's how when it's natural the best things come out yeah so i'm kind of just stuck with that local scene i've just been like just interacting with just chicago people i've just i've never i've never really turned down opportunities mm-hmm. i think you miss out so much because i recently met this um this other artist his name's clem shout out clem he's great um victor introduced me to him and me and him have been making so much crazy stuff he's from argentina but moved to move over here join the chicago scene and i guess it just feels homey and he likes it a lot here and i guess i think he's gonna stay here for a while that's dope so do you have like a home-based studio or just going like whatever um, studio is available with other artists or just whatever studio. I mean, it's really home. When I say studio, I don't, sometimes I mean like an actual studio. Mm-hmm. Other times I mean something literally just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Home vibe to it. Yeah. I guess studio is like, so I guess it could mean so many things, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, so how does that work then? Like, are you sending beats to each other or like our artists come over mm-hmm. to your place and you uh-huh. go over to pl- artist place? Or? I haven't had people come over here. I'm usually going to their place. Mm. That's just how it naturally works out, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm usually traveling to other people's place and it'll, it's not like with the intention to go make music always. Right. But we walk out, I walk out, I walk out the place and we come out with like a great, great song. Got it. So it's more like, so it's like inspiration hits you versus you, uh, like, do you ever go to a studio with everything already, like, written out and what you want to say? Or is it just more, like, a spur no. of the moment? I'm not very... I'm not very good at planning. And, like, 
executing an idea that's already made. Yeah. You know, if I, if I like write something, I'm not going to be able to record it a week from now. I'm really not. Right. I have to do everything at once. Mm. That, I think that's a great example is with Legroom. Legroom, I went back to LA. We went, I, during quarantine, we were just writing a bunch of songs, I guess. And a lot of them didn't really hit because it was just hard to work with people people over like zoom and all that so i'm like very familiar with zoom right and they're like okay we're done with it COVID's going down a little bit i think it's safe enough to for you to come visit us so mm-hmm. i visited the god mode studio in la and i sat down with um a producer and a friend um robert and i think we i think i wrote legroom in like less than an hour just the lyrics wow and then the rest of the day, we just banged out the instrumental. It took about three hours, I want to say, for the whole thing to be done. Dang. And so do you produce your own music at all? Like, or I'm my it... co-produce. Um, okay. I, I'll help out with like the chorus. I'll give like ideas, you know? Right. Um, and sometimes I'll produce at home and ex- give an idea to them, and they'll kind of like use it as like a reference. Yeah. But my end goal is to completely be able to produce. So I'm like slowly learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, how how is your uh, brainstorming or like creatively changed since you've been able to go to studios now? Because like, you first started out in your bedroom, kind of more on that like bedroom pop vibe, and you probably just had to gain creativity just being in your room. But then it switched to being think, in studios. Hmm. I want to say that I feel the same mm-hmm. versus bedroom versus my studio because I'm the same person. I think it's more me growing you know right me growing as a person with like just how life is changing because right now i'm in like a time where it's like special i'm not gonna live this again you know i guess that's with all of your life you're not gonna live it again yeah i'm just like in school right now i'm doing music and it's just like a very special time and i just like advancing myself helps me a lot within the music i guess as a person is is it not hard to like manage doing music and school at the same time? Oh, it's it's so difficult. It's uh, very very difficult. Um, but I think it's become a lot easier this year. Um, senior year, I don't really do much, so I have a lot more time with the music. But prior, it was definitely hard. But now I feel like I have the time on my hands. I could go out. I can live life a little bit, grow as a person, find out a little more who I am. I think every time I go out, I'll find little things. It's like, hey, I like that. That's who I am, you know? And I think being locked up, I wasn't able to do that. Right. But I feel like COVID must have been like, I feel like for specific artists, it was kind of like a like a blessing, you know? You're able to figure out how you wanted to go about pursuing music. And I think it's really cool that you're one of the, you're one of those artists that actually gained some cool success from the pandemic. Yeah, I think the transition was like very, very smooth from a wannabe influencer using hashtags to to me casually releasing music and eventually growing like a small fan base out of it, a small community, mm-hmm. you know? It just felt very natural. And I think I'm grateful. I'm not grateful for quarantine, but I'm grateful for the time that I had. Yeah. yeah quarantine yeah. to figure out, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm enjoying it a lot. Do you have any like a artist mentors yet or like this is how you should navigate through the 
music scene or the music industry? I want to say, I'm going to say Victor or um, Dreamer. Hmm. Um, Dreamer Isioma and Victor Internet. Um, they've just become casual friends who are also in the industry. And I've given them tips. They've given me tips. Um, and it's just been just natural, you know? Hell yeah. So I feel like everyone's journey in music is different and I feel like everyone has like a different answer for this but how especially from like your your age group how what do you think it takes to become like a successful artist is it just putting out the right song is it a cosign is it just a experience or what do you think it is for you I think it's like you said it's a variety of things like it could be that cosign that you mentioned it could be that experience um Everything, it works differently for everyone. I think, I'm not going to say I'm successful, but I think what works and what makes me a musician is my ability to just kind of give my life kind of like out there. And I don't really like sugarcoat things. I like specificity in my in my music. Mm-hmm. And I think specificity is a big part of why music works for me because I'm not crazy talented enough to like give you a crazy instrumental or give you a crazy beat and like blow people's minds, but I can give you some cool shit about life and a guitar track, you know? And I think sometimes the simplistic route works and I'm really enjoying the simplistic route of having a, just like a really, really nice guitar melody and a couple of ooze and me just spitting about life, you know? Yeah. Is that, is, and, that, is that like the trend kind of with, I see it in your music and other up and coming artists music. And I think there's probably tons of like articles on it and all that, but like, seems like music, maybe it is because of social media is getting shorter. Is that purposeful for you? Does that add to like the, like the specificity? Oh my God, I can't even say that. Specificity. <laughs> it's yeah. a tongue tire. Jeez. Um, I think our attention span is, as a generation is becoming a lot sh- shorter with TikTok. And I've been kind of seeing that. And I think even my attention span is short. Mm-hmm. Like when making a song, if I go over two minutes, I can't listen to it. I really can't. Right. Um, I don't know why, but it's something about that where I've, these past couple of years, I've been just seeing all these sh- short, shorter songs. Mm-hmm. I just kind of produce the same thing. Like with Legroom, I don't want to, I want to say it's a little, little over two minutes. Right. And it's just like, not that it was on purpose, but it's quick. There's a story, there's a chorus, and there's some cool specificity lines that you won't hear in other people's music. And I think just that delivery is really, really fun. Damn, you are nailing that word. It's, Okay, one more time. It's specific. I can't even say this. Specificity. Jesus. Now I'm confused. <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. It's a it's a tongue tire for sure. Damn. So what about like, like album covers? I see like a trend with your album covers where it's. I feel like a lot of. Uh, you're also in a different <laughs> genre. I feel like too, but like for let's let's just say hip hop for example. Usually there's like an explicit sign. It says the name of the song, if there's any features or anything like that. But yours mm. are more just like pictures of you doing something or a picture of a landscape. Or I think that comes with like 
just how I carry myself in social media and how I used to carry myself. I'm very in the moment. Mm. I like kind of like bringing back to that raw idea of me taking a picture and just that being the cover. Yeah. I think, again, with a simplicity and it's just, I want it to feel familiar. I don't want it to feel like it has to have um, an explicit, it has to have all these artists that are on the tracks as well. Mm-hmm. I think let's give you something that's familiar, something that you can do as well. Take a simple picture and obviously post it or just be a cool scenery pick. Yeah. And then the music, obviously we'll just go along with it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like a, almost like a flex. I feel like too, like, you know, your song's good. You know, you're like, I couldn't put a ton of money into like dude fucking album covers can get so expensive especially if it's like a photo shoot or like graphic designs on it and you're like i know this song's killer this is what i'm thinking you're thinking <laughs> i know this song's killer i'm looking through my camera roll this song this picture's dope just took it spur of the moment bam <laughs> yeah um yeah i've never really liked the flashy kind of like album covers right i don't want to say they're cheesy but it just feels like too much on purpose you know yeah i'm okay with like cool badass pick and maybe a couple like words on top of it mm-hmm. but some of it's like i don't know i just don't like plan i'm not a very planned person yeah you're, like, you're in the moment yeah i'm in the moment and i think my music is very in the moment as well right and i want to say my covers have been taken one has been two have been taken on an iphone mm-hmm. one has been taken on a camera that you can find a disposable at Walmart and another one and the recent legroom one has just been a film camera, which is even older than a disposable. Yeah. Damn. And yeah. Do, do you skateboard? Was it, what song was the music video for? Was that legroom or ripped jeans? Um, mm-hmm. That was ripped jeans. And the, I, the, what's ironic is the line. I don't even skate. Yeah. It's more like, it's just more like kind of being a little poser boy, you know? Yeah. It was just a trend at the time. And so I did have my little skateboard. And at that time I was like trying to skate, I guess, wanted to find a hobby. Wasn't re- didn't really work for me, but I still did it anyway. And I guess that's where that line comes from. And I don't even really skate. Yeah. My favorite part of the video is when you tried to <laughs> shoot the skateboard into the basketball hoop. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was hoping yeah. you made it, man. <laughs> unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. So what's next for you? Like, do you have uh, any new songs coming out? Any cool co- collaborations coming out? Going to LA soon? Um, I have a lot of collaborations, actually. Um, not that any of them are really going to come out necessarily right now. Mm. But I think it's more um, when it feels right, you know? It's like I have songs that are completely a different genre. I think it'll eventually get to that point. Right. I think my music just has to mature. I have like songs in the vault that just feel a little more just mature and it would just like come out of nowhere and it would feel not right. Right. So I think I want to, I want to see, I want other people to see me grow as an artist and, and as like a person. So it's kind of just taking those tiny steps until I reach that point. Right. That makes sense. And when do you, yeah. when, when do you, when do you graduate? Is it soon? Oh, uh, let's, let's see what's today. I graduated in May. Oh, shit, dude. That's hella soon. That's like four four months, not somewhere, yeah, somewhere it's, around there. It's crazy. Damn. It's crazy. 
Do you have like but, um, do you have like a like a senior trip planned or anything or? My senior trip is probably to go make music in LA. If I'm being honest, that's pretty dope though. Yeah, I mean I can't complain. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'd take that over, probably a vacation. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a vacation. I get to reminisce, but like not forever. Versus like a music, it's like it's there forever. Yeah, what is it? You know, like in a in the music industry, space especially if you're trying to go like a mainstream route or get radio plays, mm-hmm. it definitely is like being Mexican is like a minority, mm-hmm. especially in the music industry. Is is that something you want to like highlight in your music? I know on your EP oh, you sure. had one of those songs on it, and I do want to highlight it a lot. Um, I think that's a special part. I think embracing that that you're Latin, you know, even if you don't, even if you didn't grow up on it fully, I think that's your skin color, embrace it. You know, I did grow up on it. I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I grew up on it a lot. Listening to Spanish music in the house, going to Mexico, seeing the family, mm-hmm. eating the, your stereotypical Mexican food yeah, yeah. every day. And I think I just want to embrace it. And I think I've learned that seeing other artists, um, I guess an example might be Omar Apollo. He came out with like, um, so in Spanish music, there's like a bunch of genres. And one of the genres is corridos. It's like guitar based music, Mm -hmm. but 12 string guitar and acoustic. Mm -hmm. And it's like storytelling. And I guess he did a whole track in Spanish. Just made me realize, okay, that's cool. I listened to that. Why don't I ever try to make something like that? So Mm -hmm. I think eventually I do want to release more Spanish tracks and more traditional songs. But again, that's still with the maturing route. I think it, when there's a right time, it'll be placed and it'll be released. Right. Oh man, I'm I'm excited for you, man. You're on the right track, and yeah. I d- I just know you're gonna continue to go on an upward trajectory. Thank you, man. That's that means a lot, especially when people believe in me. It's like, let's go. Hell yeah! All the way from Chicago, you got a fan here, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Nas. That means a lot. Yeah. So what is uh what's some final advice that you have for anyone that wants to start making music, already making music, creatives, influencers? It doesn't have to be it does what you see, it doesn't have to be like that. It could just be so natural. Just take a pick, create some bedroom music. I think if you if you're doing what you love and you're writing about what you live, people You'll find the people. You'll find the audience, and the audience will find you. You know, mm-hmm. I think as long as it's true, and you're putting your all into it, you'll somehow find a way in music, or music will find you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What's the easiest way for people to reach you? Um, I'd say Instagram, or yeah, just Instagram, and then listen. You can listen to my music on Spotify, Apple, Tidal. I don't think anyone uses Tidal, but <laughs> yeah, Tidal's out there. I don't know anyone that uses Tidal. What the hell? I don't, but then I check my statistics and I see people listening to it on Tidal. Interesting. <laughs> it's like I wouldn't just know Tidal from the top of my head. I've seen Tidal before. Yeah. If someone's, so it's like very weird. Someone's like, check my music out on Tidal. I'm like, what? No, like right. someone sending you a playlist through title. I don't know. 
I really don't know how I would feel. <laughs> Me neither. I'd feel offended, probably, honestly. <laughs> Are you Spotify or Apple? Like what? Like I actually I use Spotify and YouTube Music actually. So okay. I have a thing where I hate ads. So YouTube has this feature. If it's like, I think it's like twelve bucks a month. You get YouTube with no ads. And you get YouTube Music. And what's cool about YouTube Music, it's like Spotify, but it's also like SoundCloud. So you get the actual albums that have been dropping, but also like remix songs and songs that aren't actually on like any other streaming service. And it's, it's a pretty yeah. cool combo package. I like Spotify. I think Spotify is my favorite just because it's so personalized to you. And there's like curated, curated playlists by actual people at Spotify, actual people who are handpicking these songs. Yeah. And it's just like very, I don't want to say for the youth, but it's like appealing to the youth. Yeah. I don't know like if they it, know what works. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's me specifically, but I feel like whoever, whenever I'm on Spotify, at least, I feel like it's always recommending me like new artists. And if that's a thing that's just for everyone, that's pretty dope. I don't know if it's just like me and what I listen oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. It's, I, I see a lot of recommended artists every day and I'm usually present it too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. You're uh, you're you're pretty good at curating your own songs too, man. So, thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. So yeah, man. This is uh this has been the NAS podcast. I appreciate you coming on, and eventually when you're on tour, you gotta come down to Seattle, man. Seattle. I'll make sure to book a date there. Hell yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yes, sir. This has been the NAS podcast with Don Diaz, and we did it.